Lo, son of Halfdana, lord of the Danes, we have brought thee this booty of the sea all joyfully, this which thou seest as a token of glory. And I hardly escaped with my life, and hazarded an arduous task of war underwater. And nearly was the battle ended for me, but God shielded me. Nor could I in that conflict do any harm with Hrunting, though the weapon was doughty. But the ruler of men granted me to see hanging on the wall a beauteous sword, mighty and ancient. And I drew the weapon, and I struck in that striving the guardian of the house when I saw my chance. But then that battle sword that was all decked out burned up so that blood gushed forth, the hottest of battle sweat. But I bore off that hilt thence from the enemy and wrought vengeance for the crimes, the deaths of the Danes, as it was fitting. And here I bid thee to take thy rest all sorrowless in Herat, with the troop of thy men and each of thy thanes, and thy people, the youth and the doughty ones. O Lord of the Danes, no longer needest thou fear for them, because of Earl's life bale, as thou before didst. Then it was the golden hilt, the work of the giants, given into the hand of the old warrior, the hoary battle chief. This work of the wonder smiths went into the possession of the Lord, of the Danes, after the destruction of devils. And when the man of the fierce heart, the adversary of God guilty of murder, forsook this world, it passed to the best of world kings by the two seas. Rothgar spake and looked upon the hilt, the old heirloom on which was written the beginning of the ancient feud since the flood. The all-embracing ocean slew the giant race when they bore themselves presumptuously. They were a folk strangers to the eternal God, to whom the rulers gave their deserts through whelming of waters. Thus was there truly marked on the sword guards of shining gold by means of rune staves, set down and stated by whom that sword was wrought at the first, the choicest of weapons, with its twisted hilt, adorned with a dragon. Then spake the wise man, the son of Halfdana, and all kept silence. He who doeth truth and right among the folk, and he who can recall the far-off days, he, the old protector of his country, may say that this earl was well born. Thy fair fame is spread throughout the wide ways, among all peoples, O my friend Beowulf. Thou dost hold all with patience and might, with the proud of mind. I will perform the compact as we two agreed. Thou shalt be a lasting aid to thy people, a help to the heroes. Not so was Haramod to the sons of Eguela, the honorful Danish folk. For he did not become a joy to them, but slaughter and death to the Danish people. In a fury he killed the table companions, his boon comrades, until he, alone, the famous chieftain, turned away from human joys. And though the mighty god greatly exalted him by the joys of strength over all people and rendered him help, yet a fierce horde of hate grew up in his soul. No rings did he give to the Danes, as the custom was and joyless he waited, so that he suffered troublesome striving, and to his people a long time was baleful. Do thou be learning by that example, and seek out manly virtues. I, who am old in winter, sing thee this song, and a wonder is it to say how the mighty God giveth wisdom to mankind through wideness of mind, 
lands, and earlship. He hath power over all. Sometimes he letteth the thought of man, of famous kith and kin, be turning to love, and giveth him earth joys in his own country, so that he holdeth the city of refuge among men, and giveth him to rule over parts of the world and very wide kingdoms, so that he himself foolishly never thinketh of his end. He dwelleth in weal, and neither disease nor old age doth deceive him a whit, nor doth hostile sorrow darken his mind, nor anywhere do strife or sword hate show themselves. But all the world doth go as he willeth.